0: Help I got a Mac podcast episode number 157. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is gspn.tv. Join
1: the community.
0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Help I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft and Chris Biting is not here with me today. I'm recording this on Thursday, February 24th, 2011. You know, the other day I just realized it was 2011 again. I heard somebody say 2011, I'm like, "What are they talking about?" It's like, "Oh yeah, it is." Anyway, um I just returned back from a very awesome 10 days away to go on a cruise with some of the coolest people in the world. But uh, that caused me to miss my normal Monday evening recording sessions with my good friend and co-host of this show, Chris Biding. And I definitely wanted to bring to you a bunch of information uh, related to Mac and Apple-related stuff. And uh, I didn't want to put it off any longer. So here's an episode. I know you guys desperately... Request that Chris be a part of each and every episode, and I personally prefer that as well. I really do. But uh, I am here this week, and I am alone. And uh, I just ask you to bear with me. I'll make it short, brief, and to the point. How's that? Anyway, folks, so there is a couple different things that are going on, and unfortunately, I am not like Chris. I don't have all the details about the brand new announcement that just came out today with the Apple Store. And of course, uh, if you're not familiar uh, with the whole events of how Apple releases new products when they're not doing a, you know, press event, uh, what will happen is you might actually one day go to order something over at apple.com. And uh chances are you might possibly see a little post-it note that says, I'm sorry we're you know we're working on a few things. Uh, please check back in a little while. And uh, well, guess what? that usually means that there's something getting ready to be changed as far as their product line. and uh, this morning is no different. Uh, they actually came online about 20 30 minutes later after we saw the uh, little post-it note here in our home. My wife was going to purchase, uh, a certain gift for my mother-in-law, and uh, that that gift is being purchased from a certain said store, and and therefore, um, that's why she was on the site. And she says, you know, this isn't going to help my progra- procrastinating self uh, to get this thing ordered. But anyway, uh, she asked, you know, why on earth would Apple's site be down? And of course, today it was down because they uh, were going to refresh the new Mac. Pros. And so if I go to apple.com right now, I'll see if there's anything that I can <clears throat> find for you as far as the new details. So on the main page, it says here the new MacBook Pro state of the art processors, all new graphics, breakthrough high speed uh, IO, which I guess is input output, but I don't know exactly what they're talking about there. And then it says three very big leaps forward. And so if I click on that image, let's see if it gives us any new information. Uh, The new 13, okay, so basically, state-of-the-art Intel processors. It says the 15 and 17-inch MacBook Pros now feature the quad-core Intel Core i7 processors, and the 13-inch models jump to dual-core Intel Core i5 and i7 processors. That means all three models are up to twice as fast as before. So twice as fast processors as what they had previously. And as is typical, usually the price stays the same. Now I don't have off the top of my head uh, what the pricing was before, but it's typical of Apple to leave the price the same as what they were previously on each of these models. So, I'm looking here. The 13-inch model for MacBook Pros starts at $1,199, which is a very good price for such a powerful little machine. Uh, the 15-inch now starts at $1,799. And I will tell you what, if, if I was going to spend $1,799 on a Mac, I would get the 27-inch iMac, to be honest with you, uh, just even with the basics, which, by the way, let me just check and see if I'm right that that, that you could actually do that. So if I go to... Click on Mac at the top up here and uh, waiting for it to load. And then I click iMac. I'm looking at the starting cost of a 27-inch. If I click Buy Now, it is now pulling up and the 27-inch starts at $16.99. There is no doubt in my mind that if it came down to it, unless you absolutely must have the portability of this new MacBook Pro, uh, my recommendation would be uh, instead of getting a 15 inch um, MacBook pro getting the 27 inch uh, 3.2 gigahertz, it's got uh, four gigs of memory of, of RAM, one terabyte ha- uh, hard drive. it's got uh, good graphics and everything so uh, it is the machine that I have here sitting on my desk and the 27 inch iMac is just out of this world awesome. Anyway, for $100 more you could have a little 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 powerful uh, MacBook. Uh, Pro, uh, although I'm sure with quad core, it's it's probably even got a uh, pretty decent speed boost, even maybe possibly beyond what I have here. I, I don't I don't know that to be true, but anyway, uh, and then of course the 17 inch uh, MacBook Pro starts at two thousand four hundred ninety nine dollars, and uh, there are some people out there who actually buy that big 17 inch MacBook Pro. So there you go. Anyway, it says Thunderbolt, the next generation of I O. It says, new Thunderbolt technology lets you connect uh, high-performance peripherals and high-resolution displays to a single port with data transfer rates up to 10 gigabytes per second. Now, I'm going to click here where it says learn more because I've not heard of this. And uh, let's see, Thunderbolt. Here we go. Uh, Imagine accessing multiple streams of uncompressed HD video from your notebook at speeds that let you edit HD feature film in real time. That's how Thunderbolt technology will connect to the next generation of high-performance peripherals to the next generation of computers. Starting with MacBook Pro, ultra-fast, ultra-flexible, the Thunderbolt pipeline is more than 12 times faster than Firewire 800 and up to 20 times faster than USB 2.0, and it offers unprecedented unprecedented. Uh, expansion capabilities it changes what you can do on a notebook and so it says the Thunderbolt Thunderbolt port will give you plug-and-play performance with a whole new world of Thunderbolt peripherals Um, as well as with Apple's LED cinema display and mini display port peripherals you can daisy-chain as many as six devices including your display And with support for video and 8-channel audio, it's easy to connect HDMI-compatible devices like your TV and home stereo using the HDMI adapter you already have. Current VGA, DVI, and DisplayPort adapters are also supported. So it seems to me like they're possibly phasing out. So does this mean it doesn't have FireWire ports anymore? Uh, I wonder. I, I don't know that for sure, but uh, we'll go back and look in just a minute. Uh, let's see here. It says game-changing graphics. So the it says it's got the AMD Radeon. This is for the 15 and 17 inch, by the way. ADM, AMD Radeon graphics processors on the 15 and 17 inch MacBook Pro are up to three times faster, fr- three times faster than those in the previous models. So you can take advantage of everything from games to CAD to HD video projects anywhere. And uh, FaceTime goes HD, so they're phasing out the old uh, um, uh, the i what the iSight cameras, and now they're rebranding these things as uh, you know FaceTime cameras, and now it's full HD video calls that are available. Uh, Kim is saying in the chat room that FireWire is available, shows in the picture later in the page. So um, it, so does that mean that it's going to have Thunderbolt and also FireWire eight hundred? That's my next question, Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, you know the thing is, is, is you know I've not even ever heard of this fire uh, thunderbolt before, and Kim says, "Yep, it's going to include both." So that that's a very good thing to hear, by the way. Uh, But yeah, the thing is, though, is I've not heard about this um, fire uh, thunder thunderbolt, so I don't know what to think about it yet. I'm I'm sure Chris is going to have a lot of wonderful things to say. My, I guess my next question is, okay, so we had, uh, we had, was it called mini display port for the display? And then you had mini DVI for the display. And now are they getting rid of both of those and replacing that with the Thunderbolt for the external display? Or do you get a Thunderbolt adapter and the mini display port as well? Uh, that would be... Uh, something I should probably look up here in the tech specs. Okay, it says uh, connections and expansion. It says it's got it's going to have the MagSafe power port. Uh, which by the way, I just love that all the Mac portable computers all use the same MagSafe power adapter. Can I just say how awesome that is? Because you know, I you heard probably that I lost my original MacBook to a you know uh, lemonade spill that my daughter poured into my MacBook. And I love the fact that I can, I have two power adapters now for the MacBook Air, which is really cool. It's got a gigabit, these things will have a gigabit, uh, gigabit ethernet port. It's going to have FireWire 800, two USB ports, and I'll have, it will also have a Thunderbolt port, an audio line in and an audio line out. Can I just say how awesome it is that they have both audio in and audio out and they're not combining it. I think that's cool. It's going to have an SD card slot and it's got the Kensington lock uh, on there as well. So th- what this means is, yeah, um, I, they're no longer gonna. You no longer have mini display, and no longer have mini DVI. But now you have yet a third situation where you're gonna have to buy those something to VGA adapters, if I'm not mistaken. So so I had the original MacBook and I had went out and bought the adapters for. Uh, I, I, I can't remember. I think it was mini DVI in my original MacBook. Mini DVI to VGA and mini DVI to HDMI. Uh, is that right? or um, anyway, any it was one of those. But anyways, it was mini DVI to those devices. And then I got um, my new MacBook, Air, and now it has mini display port, I believe is what it's called. And then I had to go out and buy the Mini Display Port to VGA adapter, and I got the Mini Display Port to HDMI. Uh, so I had to buy them again. So I wonder if I were to buy a new MacBook Pro, which I, I don't have any intentions of doing, but would I not yet yet need another adapter? Now I read earlier that it says that you know it also supports those, but would it be supporting them through an expansion slot or, or through a, another adapter? Ah, I wish they would just make up their mind on how they're going to output graphics and, you know, graphics together with audio out of these devices. But uh, that, that's a little frustrating to uh, people who buy and upgrade their Macs with each of these new lines and, you know, have to rebuy all these adapters from Apple. Uh, anyway, so so yeah, new MacBook Pros are out. They just became available today. So if you've been waiting for the re- latest refresh to purchase your new Mac, it is safe to go and buy one immediately. All right. Also, uh, announcement just made uh, and confirmed recently was that Apple will be holding a special iPad 2 event. On Wednesday, March 2nd, so that's coming up this next uh, Wednesday, or this coming Wednesday as I'm recording this, March 2nd, we're going to get the announcement of what's going on and what will be available in iPad 2. Now, of course, it's going to have the front FaceTime camera, we just assume, and uh, a lot of people have been talking about the possibility of um, a dual processor. Some people have suggested that it'll have an SD card slot or maybe a USB slot, um, that, that would probably be severely crippled or limited if it was USB. Uh, we don't really know anything about what's going to happen with this thing, but uh, we should have some information. Uh, uh, I don't know. Chris and I will probably be recording Monday night, so uh, we, we'll still be before the announcement. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to that eventually. Uh, you probably will hear it out on the news uh, feeds out there and Twitter be, before we actually have it here in, pod, in the uh, Help I Get a Max show. But... Uh, we'll eventually talk about all of the new stuff. I, I can't imagine right now um, wanting to go out and buy a new iPad. Um, I, I don't know what features they would add there that would make me want to go out and buy one. I really love the iPad that I have right now. and uh, But <laughs> you know how Apple is. They can probably market and sell you know something that I just must have. So we'll see. We'll see if they can pull it off. I want to tell you about uh, AT&T uh, and how Verizon getting the iPhone has been good for us AT&T subscribers is um, AT&T has had it on their calling plans for the longest time that, you know, where you can call any AT&T subscriber, any other AT&T mobile subscriber for free. Well, because Verizon has come out now and I guess has a special plan where you can call mobile to mobile, now AT&T has um, free mobile to any mobile in the U.S. plan on certain plans. Now, my plan happened to be a plan that was eligible for this, and I had the family talk plan. And by reading some of the news stories, you, I would have just assumed that I would automatically have this new feature. But I called at and just to confirm this, and they said, you know what, you do have the messaging plan, you know, the family messaging plan on here. Uh, and and you have the family Talk nation plan that it, that makes us eligible. But what we have to do is we have to take your messaging plan off and put the new one on to give you the free mobile to any mobile um, usage. And so uh, that is something that you have to call. Uh, you have to change, but you uh, you will absolutely, uh, be able to do that if if you have the uh, qualifying plan. So if you have AT and T, I strongly urge you to do it. Now I logged into my AT and T account the other day, and they actually had a listing of how many mobile to any time any mobiles, and that was a majority of my calls. So there's a real possibility that I'm going to be able to just take down the number of of out of minutes that I have assigned to my account, and and really drop. The you know the the amount that I'm paying actually I'll probably cut the number of minutes in half. Um, let's see here. I was on a cruise and I decided I wanted to check uh, my cash expense reports as I was going along. Had an idea of how much money I was going lim- to limit myself to spending over the course of the entire trip. So I looked for a little expense applications and I found a free one called Cash Trails and I was really excited about using it until I got on my cruise. And I went in to add my 31st expense, and as I was entering my 31st expense, it says, I'm sorry, you've now entered the maximum number of expenses that you can add on this free version. You know, to add more, you'll need to purchase the paid version. And of course, I didn't have internet access when I needed it. Ah, I was so frustrated. Uh, but with that being said, while I when I got to San Juan, Puerto Rico, I went ahead and purchased the paid version and thankfully cash for, um, uh, cash trails allowed me to go into the free version and there was an export to the new version option. So it actually went and exported that right. All of my original expenses over to the, the paid for version that I got. And so I didn't have to worry about losing any of that stuff. And then I deleted the free account and, uh, I want to say that cash trails don't even mess with the free one. Just go and get the The paid version. There's probably applications out there that are better expense reports, but man, this one was plain, simple, easy to use, and I'm glad that I had it. So again, that's called cash trails, and it's actually listed as one word, uh, cash trails. All right, and then uh, recently I decided to, I got an email when I got back or while I was on my trip that says my Flickr Pro account is getting ready to expire and that I can renew, and of course, they said, you know, if you don't you renew, you don't lose any pictures, but you just don't have access to them all anymore until you get signed up for Pro again. And and uh, a long time ago, I uploaded every photo that I have to Flickr. I mean, every photo that I had to Flickr because my my photos were just strewn all strewn all over the place among different computers, different hard drives, and all this other stuff. And I finally decided I just wanted one place to have my Photos and I'd upload them to Flickr Pro. Well, you know what? Now I'm using this 27-inch iMac um, and it's got a huge, gigantic hard drive. Uh, iPhoto is a great way to manage, you know, just to store these things and to categorize and find photos easily and stuff like that. I've got Time Machine backup and I've got Backblaze backup. I figure, you know what? I just I don't I don't need Flickr Pro anymore. And I hadn't used Flickr in I don't know how long. So I I downloaded a program. I did some search out there to find a way to download the original size versions of all my photos. And I found a program called Bulker. Actually, I got it spelled wrong in here. It's Bulker, B-U-L-K-R, Pro, Bulker Pro. I think I paid $25, which might be more expensive than the next year's Flickr Pro account. But I only needed it once. And, I'm, and I won't have to pay for it annually. So I just needed it to, to download 4,089 of my photos, and it did it beautifully. And uh, so I, I got all 4,089 of my Flickr photos in their original size, downloaded to my hard drive, and I put them all into my iPhoto, and now they're backed up not only in iPhoto on my hard drive, but they're on the Time Machine external drive, and they're already all uploaded to Backblaze up in the sky as well. So I'm happy to be done with my Flickr Pro. And on, on March 5th, when it expires, I say good riddance. All right. Next up, we have some voicemails. And we're going to turn first to Denise. And so here is Denise's call. Hi, fellas.
1: This is uh, Denise from New Jersey. I'm calling for the podcast. Help hope I got it back. Today is Thursday, February 10th. And just wanted to, uh, I just listened to your podcast where you talked about the Verizon iPhone. First of all, I'm a Verizon customer. I have been for many, many years. Well, I've been with them forever. And I've never had a problem. And I was able to pre-order my iPhone on the 3rd. It arrived early this past Monday on the 7th. I activated it Monday night with no problems. And it's it's been quite a sweet ride the past few days that I don't know how I lived I don't know how I lived without this thing but um, on my way to work it's a little after 8 and I just left the Verizon store because I was curious and I passed by to see if there were lines there were about 25 employees and two customers inside and I asked one of the gals if uh, they had been crowded and she sort of gave me a wah wah type of look so you know it could be my, I'm sure it's just my location. I'm sort of out in North Jersey, and maybe the business will pick up later. But that's, uh, you guys were talking about whether it could be big line stuff. Now they had they had the, the dividers out, preparing for lines in front of the store, but only employees were standing out there in the cold. <laughs> Poor guy. So um, I'm enjoying my iPhone. Um, Great job on the podcast. I'm looking forward to uh, more, listening to more, especially what apps you guys are using because I'm sort of in an app overload right now. Have a good day. Cliff, have a great trip. Bye.
0: All right. Denise, thank you very much for calling in. And yes, I remember that feeling, wondering how we ever lived without the iPhone. And... Uh, and, and I totally understand that feeling. And I'm glad that you are now able to experience it even as a Verizon customer. And uh, the other thing about, you know, there being no lines, it it, it wasn't surprising to me. I, I kind of assumed that there might not be. I, I figured Apple fanboys who who would have been the type of people to stand in line to get an iPhone, they weren't going to wait until Verizon got it. Many uh, the the, the stand-in-line people all canceled their contracts if they had Verizon and went over to AT&T. Maybe some of them moved back over to Verizon. I would assume that people in uh, major cities like San Francisco and New York and some other places all moved back over to Verizon. But, um, yeah, I, yeah it, it doesn't surprise me that there were not the stores that they had maybe anticipated or hoped for. All right, uh, next up, we're moving along to Chuck Miller. And uh, let's see here. Chuck's voicemail is here.
2: Hello, Cliff. This is Chuck Miller calling from Massachusetts, and this call is for help. I got a Mac. I have an unusual situation. I basically have uh, done an iTunes upgrade, uh, iTunes 10.1.2, recently upgraded, and since that took place over the past couple days, I've noticed that my phone is no longer syncing to my Outlook calendar at work. Now, you could say, why don't you use iCal? Why don't you use Google? Well, the standard for my work is Outlook. That's what you use at the office. That's what I sync with. And it has worked flawlessly since I've had my iPhone. And now, all of a sudden, since the new iTunes 10.1.2, I do not get any synchronization with my calendar. And uh, I'm going crazy here. And I was wondering if you might have some insight. Okay. So, anyway, thanks again. Keep up the good work. I love the shows.
0: Bye bye. All right. George, thank you. Or was that George? Uh, Chuck. It was Chuck. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry about that. I'm doing three things at once here, and uh, I probably shouldn't do that. Apologize. Anyway, Chuck, um, to answer your question, I looked in, uh, I did some Google searching for you. And I just typed in iTunes uh, 10.1.2 space um, Outlook space sync space problem. And uh, I'll just say this you're not alone. It, it, it's not just broken for you, it's broken for everybody. And all I was able to find this soon into it, because I think that that new version just came out just recently, all I see are probably about, I found about 40 or 50 people who posted. Brand new topics asking, "Hey, please help!" It stopped working. It's been working all along. It's not working now. And none of the results that I found had any responses with anybody on how to fix the solution. So, unfortunately, I don't have anything for you. My recommendation would be go to go to apple.com, click on support, and then go in and and find the forums for um, iTunes. Do a search there, see if you can find the thread where it's already listed. If not, just create a new thread, and uh, hopefully somebody will respond to you. And uh, if anybody out there is listening and you found a result on how to solve this issue that Chuck's having and so many other people, please do give us a call, 859-795-4067. And then I think lastly, I have one Final voicemail from my good friend and co-host Andy Traub from over at the Business Tech Weekly podcast. Andy, take it away. Cliff
3: and whoever else wants to answer this question. This is Andy Traub, co-host of Business Tech Weekly and other things. Let's get to the question. So I have officially drank the Kool-Aid. I'm a huge Mac fan. I love Apple products. They are not perfect uh, in how they run their business, but overall – have never had a Apple product purchase that I have ever um, regretted. That being said, I think that I'm ready to make the iPhone switch. Um, but two things: one, uh, worth the wait for iPhone 5, or am I just going to be chasing the iPhone at a number for the rest of my life? So jump now or wait till June. Uh, second question. Oh, yeah, and I can only get on Verizon right now because the AT&T is not in my area. Second question is a larger one. How do you get off or should you get off the Apple crazy train that makes you upgrade every 12 months, basically? Um, You know, there's just new iPads and new MacBooks and new iPhones coming out all the time. So maybe that's a family from the heart question, too. But would appreciate your thoughts on that. Thanks, guys, for all that you do. For those who need help
0: with a Mac. All right, is he done? I think he's done. All right, Andy, thank you so much for your call, and uh, I will do my best to give you my thoughts on your two questions. First and foremost, the iPhone on Verizon: should you go ahead and buy the new the iPhone 4 on Verizon, or should you wait for iPhone 5? Well, my, my here's the thing. I can't imagine going between February 24th, 2011, all the way to sometime in June to wait to get an iPhone if it was finally available for me. After I've been waiting for three years in Sioux Falls, South Dakota to have access to an iPhone. So if I were in your shoes, I would probably would have already had the iPhone uh, on pre-order if, if that was possible in my area. So with that being said, I don't think there's any way, any chance I could possibly wait. However, if you have it within you to wait, I definitely would recommend waiting for iPhone 5, which there's there's gotta be an iPhone 5 coming out in June. It just happens every 12 months they come out with a new phone. Now they could surprise us and shock us, and then in June you don't hear the announcement of a special iPhone event, then by golly. Go out and get that iPhone 4 and love it as much as everybody else who has one already does because it is awesome. High def video, great camera, retina display, beautiful design. It is an awesome phone and I love it. So so I don't know if that helps you at all or not. Then your second question is how do you get off this, uh, you know, the Apple crazy upgrade plan every 12 months? godliness with contentment is great gain uh, just learn to be more content i have not mastered that i i have bought i think our family between stephanie and i but one thing you could do is you could you could do um you could buy yourself a phone this year and then next year buy your wife a phone and it's on every two you have a two-year contract And then every year you can each get yourself a new, every other year you get yourself a new iPhone and you still get to see what the new features are and how you like the other one. And if you're really selfish and greedy, you could probably try to convince your wife to take your old one while you get the new one every year. I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, So anyway, not that I'm speaking from experience or anything, but I will say that my wife got, uh, uh, you know, I've just decided, you know what? the, The other thing is just budget for it. Uh, seriously, though, you don't have to get a new iPhone every year, but I would definitely not recommend holding on to an iPhone for more than two years because they're always upgrading the, in, the operating system to be more uh, optimized for faster hardware year after year after year. And I will tell you, once your iPhone is about two years old, and they start releasing software updates and stuff like that, the old hardware, even though it used to run fast and snappy for all the functions that you're used to, uh, what happens is is as the hardware has improved and they optimize the operating system for that new hardware, it starts running slow as snot on the old hardware. So I, I, I say you're good at least for two years, at least for two years, maybe three, but beyond 3 you might as well just give it up hang it up on on the old hardware so that that's been my experience so far folks thank you for putting up with just me being here in this episode hopefully chris will be back for the very next episode of help i got a mac give us a call on our voicemail feedback hotline the phone number is 859-795-4067 again that phone number one more time 859-795-4067 if you're getting a new MacBook Pro, tell us what you think about it. If you're getting a new iPad 2 when it comes out, tell me what you're most looking forward to. God bless you all. Until next time, I encourage you to go to gspn.tv and join. Actually, no. Go over to gspncommunity.com and join the community.